What's up, what's up? What's up, gang? This is Mar. You are tuned in to the Messy Truths podcast, and I am recording from Montreal. What up, what up? Happy Indigenous Month to my folks. This is Nisha recording from Kanagahage. And we got to go down south where the sun is shining bright. Yes, yes, it is. This is Azar from New York City. And happy Juneteenth, everyone. I know it's not the right day, but today we observe the holiday. It is now an official federal holiday. So we're very happy about that. Happy Juneteenth. Shout out to all the southern states. All the uh, new listeners who have been checking us out. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. So we've done a lot of favorites on this show and today we're gonna turn things around a little bit and we are gonna do the worst. The worst. This show is about the worst and we wanna bring everything to the table. So guys, I already have some ideas about the worst foods I've eaten, the worst places I've been, the worst jobs I've had. We touched on some of these, but we're going to go a little bit more in depth. I'd also like to address the worst celebrities out there, the worst people Hmm. that we've known. (laughs) Let's just get in, you know? Let's just, just, let's rant today. Let's let it all out. Let's release our frustrations and our horrible experiences and share with our uh, our messy listeners. I'm thinking, and I'm like, Oh man, I might have a dopamine brain that blocks out these experiences. You know, I think we all do. I think that's our defense mechanism. I thought of all people that you would have had uh, an ample Christmas list of the worst experiences that you have been through. To me? Nisha? Yeah. Yes, you, Nisha, Dr. J. I don't know. I really think I blocked them out. Like, you know, I, I have to say this, uh, I have a brain that's like a groundhog's day. Um, it could be a teaching coping mechanism, but every day I wake up, I'm super happy until something fucks up the day. And then it starts over and over again every day. Aww. So, and no, it could be a teaching coping mechanism because it could be. you have to like really let the shit go that kids do to you the day before. Mm-hmm. And then, cause you got to do it again. So yeah, the worst. I mean, I've had, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, maybe the worst was getting caught in a bomb attack. That's probably bad. That's what? probably bad. That is Let's pretty bad. That, that sounds definitely terrible. Why don't you share that with us? What was um, that like for you? When well, was that? I lived, Give us a little background. I lived in England for many, many moons. I love England. I'm really happy to be going back this summer. You say that every episode. We know this. We know this. (laughs) So I was a teacher in England and we were going to the, what's it? The British Museum. And we were heading there in July. And my colleague, God rest his soul now because he's passed, uh, went to, to the tube before me. Tube, a.k.a. subway, a.k.a. metro. So Canada, U.S. And, uh, he went ahead of me because I always had a student who was fucking forever late for homeroom or we call it form class in the UK. And I love this boy though. We're very tight. So shout out to him, but he was late for class and we missed our tube, but luckily we did because when we got to Liverpool station, Liverpool station had been bombed. It had been July. Yeah, it was the first bombing episode in London. And, you know, London is not unfamiliar to bombs because the 
the IRA had bombing the shit out yes. of London for some time. Yes. Hence why you won't see uh, a lot of garbage cans in London because they mm -hmm. used to put bombs in there. Wow. But I just remember yeah. like, so I'm funny person, right? Um, first of all, let's just say a few things. I did not sign up for teaching to save people from bombs. Um, and I did not sign up for teaching to die for kids. Let's just put that out there. No one signs a, up for terrorist, terrorism, regardless yeah, of your profession. But it seems to find your way. Well, if you're a police officer, firefighter, you expect that. Yeah. I'm not expecting it. So there was a moment that I felt like I was in a horror movie because in London, they have overground and underground. So trains that run outside and trains that run underground. And I remember coming up to Liverpool thinking, oh, there's smoke. Now, I watch many horror movies and black characters die first. So I was like, oh, I'm not going towards the smoke. And my students are like, oh, let's go. I'm like, uh, no, we're not going willingly towards smoke. And I got really mad. It's the first time in my teaching career I swore at a kid. I was like, get the fuck back on the train. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was like, get the fuck back on the train. And as we exit Liverpool, the bus had exploded. It was oh fucking crazy. And I just remember like an airplane stewardess. I shouldn't laugh at myself, but I was like, put your head between your legs. Yo, Oz, I don't know what I was doing, but that's the only instruction I remember. <laughs> We'd never been trained for like, in the event that you're on a school trip and you get bombed, here are the things that you should be doing. Now we do lockdown procedures, right? For school yeah. shootings and stuff. Crazy. But I had so never sad. been in a scenario for a bombing situation. And I guess I what automatically came to my head was the airplane, brace yourself. I don't know. So that's what I told the kids to do. They actually didn't see the bombing I did. And then I became like some fucking James Bond shit. Like we got off at a station, we walked to school, we took back roads because I had no clue at this time that Liverpool station had been bombed. I had no clue. I had no clue. I just knew the bomb had blew up. I didn't know what happened. I didn't oh know God. about like Liverpool. And I actually moved to London days before 9-11, right? So I had no clue what was happening. And then like some covert, I took the kids on black, black streets back to school and we got back to school and we were isolated because I guess hysteria. And I remember, God bless my mom, the warden, she was cursing at people in London because my mom and I always talked at a particular hour, 5 a.m. for her, 10, 10 a.m. for me. And she called our school because she had seen on the news by now that mm. London had been bombed. Yeah. I still didn't know. And she yeah. told the secretary, oh, I love that secretary. My apologies for my mother. She goes, I don't give a fuck who you are. You are find my daughter and put her on the phone. And all of our lines were jammed. So I had to send yeah. an email to the Canadians, my friends in Canada, to let my mom know and my stepdad know. But that actually brought all the kids and I together. Like that's a graduating class that, yo, I'm down for them 24 seven. I've gone to their weddings, their children's births, whatever. Aww. That class and I are very, very tight. 
but I'll never forget my mother and my grandmother when they're like, pack your shit and get the fuck out of that country. If we're going to get bombed, we're all getting bombed together in Canada. I was like, Nobody's bombing uh, Canada, though. Are they? Is anyone bombing well, Canada? Well, we've had kidnappings. But I have to say the worst time was that and the year that preceded it. I had a tremendous amount of PTSD on public oh, transportation for mm. and on... It's even deeper. I had a lot of post-traumatic Islamic Islamophobia and, and mm. coming from a yeah, Muslim sure. household. Oh, no, that makes sense. Right? Yep. Where I would see people and I'd be like, if they looked too traditionally dressed as Muslims, I, I would get off. Like, I was so nervous, so upset. I would never fall asleep on public transportation. I watched people's bags. I was really, really high alert for a year. So that's probably one of my worst teaching moments ever. And but the good thing that came out of it is that grade, we are tight. Like that whole grade, we're tight. Those kids and I are super tight. I see them every year when I visit London. Um, and now they're in good jobs. So I get a lot of hookups. So I like it. But <laughs> that's how it was. I'll never really it's surreal like it's yeah, surreal believe it. for sure to be in a bomb you're like yo is this happening <laughs> like and again the first thing i thought about was oh my god i may have to die for these kids that's the stupid shit going through my head at the time like i'm dying for these kids mind you i did love them they were my form class i actually have them tattooed on my arm what? that's how much i love them yeah Girl, that we went through that traumatic that. experience together and That'll after definitely that, I, create a lot of bonding. Definitely. Trauma yeah. bonding. Yeah, mm -hmm. trauma it's a bonding. Thing. But uh, I it's love that. Well, I'm sorry you went through that, Nisha. That's pretty yeah. bad. I didn't expect that to come out of this. But okay, Mark. It's right out the gate. <laughs> hey, you said the word. Like, let's not even. Uh, well, I don't have any terrorism experiences, thankfully. That's good. Um, Thank God. Praise God. Uh, I was caught in, I was working downtown for a company and I do recall there was an incident one year where um, they were worried, the city of Montreal was worried that there would be a building collapse because there was apparently a huge crack in the metro downtown. Oh, and it, you know how downtown has underground malls and underground oh, infrastructure okay. stores, all sorts of different things. And uh, yeah, there was one, there was one, um, day where a lot of people had to evacuate the downtown area because they were worried that um, that one crack could lead to fall. devastation. Yeah, but that really—I mean—that's still it's not a terrorism issue. So uh, no, <laughs> we're still good. Compare. Trauma is trauma. Um, okay, so we, my husband and I, were invited to a wedding of a friend of his. Um, and we were uh, we drove out to the country where this wedding was located. Um, they had it in a really lovely place. It was outdoors. It was um, what they did was they um, had a variety of chalets available for close friends and family. So we happened to be part of the crew on the groom side that was privy to getting access to one of these chalets. So on the way down, um, I'm a kind of person that likes to prepare, I like to have snacks, I like to have a few things just in case things don't go well. And mm -hmm. they definitely did not go well at all for, a, for, for them, which did not go well for us. So um, we arrived the night before the wedding. Everything seemed to be going great. Lots of people, wonderful. Everyone's having a good time. 
And then the following day after the uh, ceremony took place, we were in a tent where the reception was being held. And so, you know, the usual procedure, bridegroom enter, they say all the niceties and so forth. And um, there was a sweet table that was already laid out. And we had already chosen our meal, just like all the other guests when we RSVP'd. Um, and so I had chosen steak because mm. that was the better option. Steak is yummy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we were sitting in the, uh, the dining room in the tent and at our table, there were people there that we knew and we were waiting for food to be served and we were waiting and waiting and waiting some more. And I was getting really hungry and you do not like me when I am really hungry because then it turns from hungry to hangry. And I was getting real vex, like real vex. We were served a butternut squash soup. Okay. Hey, where's the it's rest? It's a puree, whatever. We're waiting for the steak to arrive after that butternut squash soup. There was actually supposed to be a second course. No second course came. There was no. no second course. Then this meal, this main meal was supposed to arrive. Girls, we did not see any meal come at all. The, oh, the people who were stop. organizing the catering, actually it's a catering company of the bride herself. Word of advice oh. to anyone out there, don't cater your own wedding. Because it's going to end in disaster. And like the steak never came. So we got the other option that none of us chose, which was cuck ove, which is just basically chi like a chicken in a, in a wine sauce. It was dry as fuck. It was terrible. Ew. No, like very little taste. I mean, it, it was just useless. It was it, like I could not eat it. It was definitely not worth eating. So I, the majority of it ended up on the, uh, the plate, as did other people in the room their plates were the same and um yeah there was no more food served after that i aye, was aye, aye. really pissed off my husband also was, went to the sweets table and he doesn't have a a sweet tooth but he went there and he got like some chocolates and stuff he brought some of that back i didn't even want that i just wanted food like proper steak. food i wanted the steak but the thing is, he put it, he gave me some chocolate and the chocolate didn't even taste good. You know Aye, what it tasted Lord. like? You yeah. know, those, the, the gum that you get, it's kind of like, remember oh. old school chiclets? But yeah. you know, the brand of gum that looks like that, but is purple and it tastes very like gross and artificial and has mm -hmm. like a really weird taste. It has to it. white beans on it. Yeah, and it that's what that chocolate tasted like. So I took a little bite out of that. I was like, this is nasty. And I just like threw it away. And I was talking with um, another guest who was on my left while my husband was on my right. And I looked at her and then I turned around and I saw there was a whole, another whole chocolate on my plate. I'm like, at this point, I'm irate. I'm like, who the fuck put this here? <laughs> I turn around and I see my husband with his stupid ass grin on his face. Oh. <laughs> oh, you, <gotta laughs> you know, looking him. at me like, maybe it was me. <laughs> oh, God, it was terrible. And they I didn't even care. That. The bride and the groom didn't even care because they're getting married. They're in love. They were fed. We were not fed. 
And by the end of the night, I was just like, I didn't even stick around. And I love weddings. I love weddings, especially the dancing. I am all there for the dance floor. I didn't even bother with it. I was like, Hmm. I just got out of there. And we went back to the chalet, went to the hot tub, ate some of the snacks that we brought. Because (laughs) thank God, I am a thinking woman. I I am a woman who plans and we brought snacks because of me. So good for you. I'm getting yeah. angry just talking about it right now. I think you should have taken your wedding gift back. Fuck that. You Yo, paid for the Some plate, people right? didn't even give wedding gifts. That's how angry they were. It was nasty. It was Good. a terrible, terrible, terrible display of like, terrible. I don't know. It was just, it was just awful. Really bad. Anyway, mm. I don't want to be angry anymore. So you go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I actually have a really bad food experience too. And you would think that, I mean, I've had a lot of really shitty food in my life. I mean, I'm old enough to have had a lot of shitty food in my life. But this one specific time was um, one morning when I decided to take Kiana to brunch. Just her and I on a, you know, mommy-daughter day out. We went to brunch actually up here in New York City at one of the restaurants that are a few blocks, like a few couple of blocks away from me. And like this whole area is full of restaurants and this place had outdoor seating and you guys know how much I love eating outside, right? Like I am like all about eating outside. Anytime I can eat outside, I will be eating outside. So this place had outdoor seating. I'm so excited to take Keanu to brunch. We go, we sit down. First of all, the outdoor seating wasn't really outdoor. It had like, like a glass outdoor area, kind of like a like a, like a solarium or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like a solarium. And I was like, well, this is not outdoors, but fuck it, I'll take it. We sit down. I ask for cream in my coffee. They said, we don't have cream. I'm like, fuck, it's already starting bad, you know? And I love brunch, girls. I love brunch. I love breakfast outside. And I'm like, so what do you have? They're like, we have milk. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Mm. Then mm. Kiana orders pancakes. Mm. And... I think she ordered pancakes with bananas. They said, oh, we don't have bananas. And she's just like, <gasps> all right, so what do you have? And they're like, okay, we have blueberries. So they brought her pancakes with blueberries. Then I ordered just eggs and fruit or whatever, just something basic. You know, they didn't have something I wanted off the menu too. I don't even remember what it was. Girls, they brought me my eggs and with a side of fruit. She's eating the, the, the pancake and she's like, mom, try this. And I tried it and I was like, Mm-mm. what the fuck? What does that? It tastes like, I don't even know what it tasted like. It almost tasted like flour, like something. It didn't taste like pancakes. And I was like, oh. And she was just like, so I don't like it. I was like, the batter oh, well. I don't know what the fuck they That's did. That's disgusting. I was like, don't eat it. Yo, I ate, I tasted the fruit and my fruit tasted like egg. Like raw egg. Like, you know, the smell of egg whites. That's what my fruit tasted like. And I was like, ew. Then I tasted my egg and my egg tasted like fruit. Like it tasted sour. And I was like, dog, we can't do this. So like we were so disappointed because I had hyped up this this breakfast brunch day with Kiana. And it was literally the worst. Every time I walk by that restaurant now, I'm just kind of like, oh, disgusting. I hate this place. It's still in existence. It's still there, and I'm just so mad at it. And for some reason, it really pissed me off. It just ruined yeah. my whole experience. The food was bad. They had nothing. I wasn't even in the sunlight. You know, like, I was just pissed. Anyway, I don't know why this was one of those things. I think it was more than just the food. It was the whole experience of it, the whole yeah. letdown of it, the disappointment yeah. of it all. For both you and wild. your daughter. 
It was supposed to be mother-daughter brunch, and it turned into a disaster. Trash. Did you leave them a terrible review? No. Did you pay them? You should. Yeah, I paid them, but I did say, I was just like, honestly, this was bad. We didn't even eat our food. I think they gave me like a $10 discount or some stupid, but I really shouldn't have paid. Honestly, I shouldn't have paid. For some reason, I feel really bad about doing that, but... At the end of the day, you know, it, it's got to have, it's got to be worth it. And New York City prices are not cheap, bro. Like, that wasn't no. a cheap breakfast. Mm. What it What would you say is the best brunch in New York City anyways? Oh, there's so many places. There are so many places. I can't even get into that. Because there's, like, there's a bunch of, like, bottomless brunch places that you could go to. Um, but there's also very specialized brunches that you could go to, like, so it really depends. I mean, I I would go for chicken and waffles at any point, All anywhere, day, every everywhere day. for brunch. <laughs> so, one of the best brunches yeah. I had was uh, in Harlem, actually. Where Amy Ruth? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't remember. I just liked it there. I liked it there. Yeah. All right, stay on the worst. Misha, stay. Come back. Come uh, back. I have Don't bad go off on your best tangent. I have, oh, I have a good one too. Go. Let's hear about oh your bad. God. Mine's always involves some crazy terrorist or discrimination shit. So <laughs> oh, I was on my way to Israel and I was going to Yad Vashem. So Yad Vashem is a Holocaust memorial in uh, Jerusalem, in Israel. And I was going there for six weeks to study. And uh, unfortunately, of course, I had to be in London first. But because I wasn't going with the rest of the Canadians and leaving for London, I raised suspicions. Oh, <sighs> Air quotations, raised suspicions. So I get there and I have my bag and they're like, oh, you have to go for a search. Yeah, no problem. Fuck that. It was a strip search. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I've never been strip searched in my life. I find it so, uh. So I was like, okay, look, yo, Misha, suck it up. Let's go. Then I get to the next security point. So they have very, uh, anytime you're flying to Israel for people who want to know, there's lots of security points. Um, so I go for the second security point. British security <laughs> clears me. I get to the airport, airline security. They, they're like, oh, we're taking your hand you're taking your hand luggage why because we are uh okay you can have five things the fuck are you talking about i can have five things so i made the mistake of having to pee a bodily function and i went into the bathroom and because i came out of the bathroom with my five things i had to go through a second strip search uh. Good I was Lord. like, what the fuck is going on here? I was really angry. I felt really like humiliated because other people, other white people weren't doing this, like putting my underwear in the thing. I was like, what the fuck is going on? The worst part. And the thing is, in hindsight, I get it. There's been a lot of attacks on planes that are going to Israel. I get I fit some profile, but did you ever think that it would be clever for other people who don't look like me to do these shenanigans instead of people who look like me, who are obviously look like me? And why do they need to search your underwear? I mean, you don't look like the type of person that's committing genital jihad. You know what I mean? I, like, oh my on. God. It was so, but the worst part is I got on the plane with my five things, including my passport was one of the five. Then they're like, they put an air marshal next to me. 
my and god. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, I know you're the air marshal. Yeah. And he's like, I don't like I'm just a passenger. I was like, nah, bro, you're an air marshal. I felt so violated. So violated. And and again, don't get me wrong, I get the level of security, but I felt like it was literally an overkill with me. And when I landed in Israel, I called Yad Vashem and told them, they actually did have a conversation and said like, you know, what you did was a bit much. They picked me up from the airport and had this conversation. And again, I get it, but there's gotta be, I don't know, less rough ways to search people to keep their dignity intact. Because mm -hmm. if you had explained something to me like, I don't know if there was a poster that showed the statistics of how many planes get bombed or attacked, maybe I would have had a little bit more compassion. Although I didn't have, I did not, ha like I wasn't lacking compassion. It's just that when it happens to you and you feel so openly profiled, it left a really bad taste in my mouth for a country that I really enjoyed. Like I really enjoyed the food in Israel. I really enjoyed Tel Aviv. I loved going over to the Dead Sea. I loved just being in Israel. I had a really good time, but it was tainted. And I had some post-traumatic stress going back to the airport because uh -oh. now I was like, oh shit. And I was making sure I wore as less clothes as possible because I was like, yo, I'm about to get searched. But this time going back to my country, they didn't give a shit. They didn't search me. They were just like, yeah, yeah, see you later. Bye. Don't come back. Be out. And mm -hmm. Be out. But I, I, again, security versus dignity, I think there could be a better line between um, how you approach searching someone and letting them know that we're going to publicly or, you know, search you twice. They're never going like to do that. that. They're never going to do know, that. I know, but it's, it's it just really... ever since also 9-11, you know, the same mm -hmm. thing with the U.S. Like TSA gets a little fresh sometimes, uh, yeah. you know, and they don't There's... know their place. And it's always this, we're going to show the rest of the world who's boss. You can't come to our country and commit terrorism. I get it. I understand. No, it was but a the big reverse. Deal. It was Let's a not talk about issue. the reverse. But guys, Let's I mean, about like, the reverse. there has to be something done. Like, the, it is inappropriate to be searching people's afros and all kinds of other nonsense. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you that's already, my other airport story. You already have the, you know, body scanner that's scanning everyone yeah. and everything. Like, do you really need to go to those extremes? It's, it's not necessary. I don't know. I mean, the same thing happened when I was in Barbados. I had my hair wrapped. And the guy was like feeling my head. And my husband was like, yo, what are you doing putting your hands on my wife? But I, it's, the, it's the concept of balancing of profiling and security. And I'll never forget that experience to Israel because I'll always I always remember how I felt so small and inhumane. I felt really like, like I wasn't human, especially sitting next to an air marshal where they were watching my every move. I was just like, I Crazy. felt very like, I, I think violated is too harsh, but I felt very watched and I, I, I didn't I feel very good, right. you know? And that's one of the reasons I got a Nexus. I was like, yo, you got everything you need. Here's my biometrics. Now fuck off, leave me alone. And mm -hmm. I flashed my Nexus like a million dollar card. Like, oh look, yeah, see you later, bye. I'm not interested. Because there, there has to be, there has to be some, 
I guess people would argue there doesn't have to be humanity when it comes to bombing, but there's got to be something that's a little bit nicer, if not for lack of a better word. But I don't know. That was my worst. <sighs> the airports and I, I'm always a little bit tense in the airports because I'm like, I don't want you touching me. Like, I don't want you touching. I don't like it. I don't want to be touched like that. So that's probably one of my worst airport experiences. Yeah, that's probably the worst. Yeah. Mm. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I had a really terrible experience last Christmas. And you girls know it because I was texting you at the time that all this was yeah. going on. Um, first of all, let me just say that Charles de Gaulle Airport is the worst in the world. Like, seriously, the one in France, <laughs> <laughs> Paris. <laughs> Talk about travel agents or, or, sorry, flight attendants. Just anyone who works at that airport they don't give two fucks. They truly, truly don't. You are on your own and you're just left to fend for yourself. It's really, really inappropriate. Worst experience there. And and let me tell you, LaGuardia is not, not too much mm. better either. <laughs> the attitude of some of the people that work there. They, I think people take for granted that you work in an airport. And so you know where everything is. You know where mm -hmm. all of the nooks and crannies are. But people who are traveling, maybe going to the airport or a specific terminal for the first time, don't have this knowledge and experience. So you mm -hmm. might want to try to be nicer to people. But um, last Christmas, I made the trip to Chicago and it was supposed to be a direct flight. Now, as you all know, if you saw on the news, there were numerous flights that were canceled. It was insane. These airlines were just taking the piss out of every single passenger they possibly could. Canceled flights galore. It was insane. And mine happened to be one of them. So I had a direct flight just a few hours from Montreal to Chicago. I was expecting to be at O'Hare within, you know, a mere few hours. Next thing you know, I'm told as soon as I get to my gate that um, my flight has been canceled after I've just gone through security, U.S. Customs, all of that stuff. Aye, aye, aye. I then have to go track down the Air Canada desk to find out what are the next steps because um, I couldn't figure out what was going on. They certainly weren't telling me enough information on the screens to indicate where the next gate I should go to should be. So after a little bit of talking to this person and talking to that person, I finally was directed to someone who told me that my flight had been rescheduled. And instead of having a direct flight, I was now going to be going through Toronto and then on to Chicago. Now, keep in mind, I mentioned last episode that I have a condition called IIH, mm -hmm. idiopathic intracranial hypertension, which causes a lot of pressure on the brain because of too much spinal fluid. And one of the triggers that they indicate is air travel because of the altitude. You have to be careful of these things. And unfortunately, I thought I was going to be okay having a direct flight. No. <laughs> I now have two flights to take, and this is going to put even more pressure on my brain. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I start right back from square one, and I also had to go and get my bag. My bag 
did not arrive on the on the carousel right away. I had to sit there and wait and wait and wait some more. About 45 minutes later, I finally get my bag after like having a serious talk with a couple of people that work there. So finally, I get to again, point A again. I go to the flight attendants at the at the uh the check-in and they oh. tell me that I need to go through to Toronto and I've got to check in at the domestic desk. So I go there, I get checked in, and they tell me that I need to go through customs again and I need to go through security again. Oh so I went through that experience. Um, they tried to smooth things over by giving me a voucher, but what are vouchers really in an airport? To go another the, trauma. The food is terrible at the airport. People talk about how bad the food is like on the airplane. It's bad at the airport too. Sometimes it's pretty nasty there. Um, so anyway, I went through uh, security, got checked in. And then when I got to Toronto, I had to go through security again. And I had to go through U.S. Customs. <laughs> and answer the same bloody questions that I did in Montreal. Hmm. Anyway, by the end of it, I finally landed in Chicago at about maybe six o'clock or so after I had already left my house at like five in the morning in Montreal hmm. for the direct flight initially. A, a few hours, several hours, just like a short window of travel turned into an, an entire day of travel. And by the end of it, I was so angry. My head was sore and I wanted food, hangry. Like mm. it, it was just a terrible combination. And, and here's my question. <sighs> what the fuck are they doing? So like my husband's flying out this weekend and they have sent like five, six notifications of change of flight. I actually called them and I said, I have one question. What makes you think that when people pay for a time that you can arbitrarily change it for your convenience? Like if we change this time, we choose this time for specific reasons. You are just like, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And I find it really annoying. You know why they canceled my direct flight? Because there weren't enough passengers on the plane. But they never tell you this. They use some other excuse for why they have to cancel your flight. Lies. But ultimately, mm -hmm. it's just not enough bodies on the plane. So they're going to redirect you, reroute you onto a plane where it's more full. And it'll cost them less money to have to fly you. That's what it comes down to. It's uh, sickening. It's, it's really sickening. It's terrible. It's the bullshit. It, it is. is. And it's... It's like, if this is what travel, I know, like, again, the bigger picture, you're trying to get your travel groove back and your money and, and I get it, but like, you're better off giving good customer service so people will come back than this shit. This happened to me in April. Remember ladies, when I was trying to get to Hartford and ended up in fucking Boston, <laughs> For, like, I like, yo, these are two, this is a two hour distance by driving. Like I, and, and I, I just, I can't take it. Oz, any airport fun stuff? I have a bad airplane experience. I, I was just caught in a lot of really bad lightning um, oh. during a oh. flight to 
to eight. It was bad. I mean, whew, I thought we were going down, bro. I was like, well, this is it. Praying <laughs> <laughs> broke out in prayer. But, you know, that's really not what I want to touch on. I want to go a little bit back to public transportation because I'm sure we have all had mm. our, you know, array of shitty experiences on public transportation. God knows mm -hmm. I have. I've been stuck on trains. You know, I've had, you know, I've witnessed people punching each other, smacking each other, slashing each other on trains. Oh, my God. But the worst experience I have ever had on a subway was in New York City, and it was pretty close to when I first got here. I was going to NYU, so it was between 2003-2005. You know, I'm young, new to New York City, and I'm getting off the subway, um, and I'm going up the stairs, and somebody groped me. Uh, and when uh... I tell you, I mean, wow. Listen, I've been flashed. I've had a lot of really bad, you know, sexual harassment experiences but this was the most humiliating experience that i could remember having in new york city because somebody smacked my ass and took a nice big handful squeeze of my ass while i was going up the stairs and when i was like oh my god and i'm looking around and i have no idea who it is and i think that that was the worst Mm -hmm. feeling for me because I was like who the fuck did that who the fuck did that and like I remember turning bright red like I feel my face getting so hot I was so like shaken by the experience and it stayed with me like ever since then like I just feel so aware of my surroundings when I'm in like a crowded area or whatever I just I feel so vulnerable that was a really shitty experience guys and you That's think a piece it's really of shit not person oh my god it was person. awful and i remember being so like thrown by it and somebody was like are you okay and i was like no somebody just touched me like you know like yeah. somebody just like i don't know and oh i still to this day remember the feeling of humiliation and that like shock and that fucking like what the fuck who just did that to me and i still don't know so that's you know i feel like i wish i had seen the person so i could have cursed them out or something it just feels mm -hmm. so unresolved do you know what i mean yeah yeah but um i mean we've all felt like we've been in clubs where we walk by somebody and a guy like happens mm. to yep. just they pinch or they slap up. yep oh, lord but that shit like yo oh it was so disgusting but that was my new york city subway experience that was my worst New York City subway mm, experience. Horrible. That's yeah. Fuck them. Touching so people's can we Look can we your hands act. to yourself? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's switch switch gears from experiences, and now let's talk about taste. I don't know if you guys have had a, have had time to think about it, but I definitely have. Do you guys have a worse song or a worse movie, like something that you've watched that you felt like you wasted so much time watching, or a oh, song God. that you that you turn off as soon as it comes on on the radio, or if you hear it somewhere that you skip? <laughs> Do you guys have any of those? Well, there, right. here's what? the thing, though. They're so bad that I I don't let them register in my brain, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to if think. You, Do I have? If you want to talk worse songs, I mean, I don't know. It's it really depends. I know. It has to come. Millie Vanilli. <gasps> Did you say yeah. Millie Vanilli? 
Millie Vanilli? Oh, that's not What's that. So there's two. No, I don't like it. I don't. Tell me, so which there's one? one song. First of all, everything that's by Eminem that comes on, I turn off. <laughs> oh, yes, oh my god! We know. You don't like yeah, Eminem. You, know you hate him. You love wow. the man. Okay. Yeah, but Nobody I do like the song. Bad. He has a Dr. Dre because I I can overcome my love for Dr. Dre. Which one? He's got a couple. Uh, forgot songs about Dre. Yeah, I forgot about Dre. Which, which uh, I have witnessed you perform during karaoke, and she's really hey. good at it, by the way. And what? I twerk to this song too. I twerk to this out. song too. Um, but the song I probably hate the most is fucking Ice Ice Baby. I hear it and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, really? Go I can away. Go away. Go away. <laughs> go away. I hate that song. Um, there's other songs I really, really hate. I, have to, I really do hate some songs, but mostly everything by Eminem, Millie Vanilli, Vanilla Ice. I hate Vanilla Ice too. Because, um, you know, the tendency is to listen to songs you like. Yeah, no, I hear you. So, yeah. look, I know I, I've gone through various songs that I really can't stand, but um, there's one recently, I want to say in recent years, there's this one group whose music just fucking makes me cringe like cringe oh i i think i'm with you on this please say okay, it so mine is panic at the disco i don't know about you oh I no know it. i thought you were gonna say maroon five because i think adam oh, is snake oil yes snake yes, oil in a yes, human really? body i cannot yes, I like any them. maroon five oh. listen I'm with Here's you. the thing. Top 40 music for me is not really my bag. <gasps> oh my it God. It just isn't. Sometimes I can tolerate it and I can manage, you know, if it's a road trip, that's, that's fine. You know, I can, no. I can tolerate it, but there are just some artists. I do not ever want to hear another Maroon 5 song. I do not mm -hmm, ever mm -hmm. want to hear a Taylor Swift song. I don't care <laughs> for either of those artists at all. Really? Well, that's truly. how I feel about Mariah Carey. I know you say that, but I can't uh, agree. No, Mariah Carey is, yeah, I, Mariah no, Carey is But that's what right. I'm saying. I don't know. I don't want to hear you. Ah, fuck off. Stop. Leave me alone. Come out of my thing. For shame, I like Nisha. her. No, fuck Seriously. her. I don't like her shit. Ooh, I don't like her easy. music. Oh. I haven't liked it. Because remember, I have a binary issue. If I like one artist and the other artist is in the same category, once I choose my artist, fuck everybody else. They don't I'm have super loyal. To do with the other, though. No, no. That's because just when your Mariah personal out, discrimination. Yeah. No, I, I would say it's a loyalty thing. When Mariah Carey came out, Whitney oh, Houston God, was out. The loyalty. Oh, right? And I like Whitney Houston. So well, why can't like, they coexist, Nisha? They we didn't come out, out. They didn't come out at the same time. Mariah Kate Carey came out it. a little bit later. She did not come out at the same time as Whitney Houston. Well, to me, you got your timeline mixed her, up. But they competed. No. Yes. no, they didn't. No, but yes, they really didn't. Well, I, I mean, they had songs out at the same time. But yeah. Whitney Houston was far ahead of Mariah. A Carey. lot of people had songs out at the same time. Anita Baker. Yeah, there Mariah were so many Kay. artists. No, Anita Baker's different. I don't like Mariah Carey. I prefer Whitney Houston. I used to right, like her because I do. I only like Jill Scott. So you know that's how it is. It's one or the other for me. But Mariah Carey just like 
she fucking annoys me. Like the high pitch music. Clearly. It's just uh, if you and Eminem did a song <laughs> together, it'd be like some fucking kryptonite for me. Like I'd be like, I like I don't uh, know. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh so panic like at the disco was. That's your uh that's your 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 oh uh, my God. your kryptonite. Can- can I just tell you, it, they have a song called High Hopes. I know you've heard it, I'm sure. And then they redid a Frozen song. Like, they have a version no. of a, a song from Frozen. Not Let It Go, but some other song. I, I can't even. I can't. When I tell you, my son knows. My middle child <laughs> knows. Every time he walks into the freaking kitchen and I'm doing something, he's like, Alexa, play. And I'm like, I swear to God, Miles, I will rip your head off your neck. Stop it. Anyway, so that, okay. And let me talk to you guys about a movie that like brought me to like, I was ready to jump out the window with this movie. Not that the movie was bad, but the movie had me so stressed out that I couldn't even tolerate it. Have you guys seen the movie Unhinged? Yes. I have not seen it. It's a kid's movie. No, 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 no. Unhinged is a movie about a guy who... I don't know. Do I want to give it away? Fuck it. I'm giving it away. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoiler alert. He catches his wife cheating on him. And then he, I don't know if he kills her, kills the boyfriend, something. And he gets on the road and this woman cuts him off. And he completely. And he loses his mind. Loses his shit. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) And he He loses it. He terrorizes this woman. I mean, if you haven't watched the movie. It's like a fucking hour and 45 minutes of stress. When I say stress, yeah, it's an hour crazy. and 45 minutes of stress, bro. Stress. Oh, it was I literally, forget. Yeah. I was so uncomfortable during that whole movie. And I'm sure it's like great plot, like very suspenseful, thriller, dramatic, whatever. Never again. Do not subject me to that shit. Life is stressful enough as it is. I do not want to be subjected to that. I do have a song I actually hate. Eye of the Tiger. How dare you? Wait. That? Yeah. You don't like Mama. Eye of the Tiger, but yet you yeah. liked Maniac and some of these other yeah. ones. And- so it all started with an assignment. Uh, one of the things that I make the kids do is choose um, an instrumental, of course, giving credit to the artist. But they have to create their own lyrics that represent their year at school. They have to have song write. And these bitches chose three instrumentals that made me hate. Eye of the Tiger, um, Closing Time, fuck that song. And Closing Time. <laughs> no, fuck these closing songs. Time. No, fuck these songs. And please, see, now it's going to be in my head. I'm going to be upset now because <laughs> these three songs, so they were very smart. The, the assignment was to write lyrics of, that were ethically and religious and they had to be accurate. But the point was the lyrics were fine. It was like uh, they all got together and chose Let It Go, that frozen shit that I don't like. <laughs> Eye of the Tiger and Closing Time. I actually banned these three instrumentals now in the future assignments because if I hear them again, I may pull out my hair, whatever is left of my hair. Oh my goodness. I hate these three songs now. See, this is why Miranda said what she said at the beginning of the show because you, when you hate girl, you hate hard. Yeah. You hate hard with that hatred. 
In in terms of They're music, banned. besides Maroon Five and anything Adam Levine related, I have <laughs> to say that the popular white folks music is really not my favorite. Like, give me an example. Well, my husband and I came up. We I think we we call it like the trifecta of whiteness. It's what? the Bon Jovi's <laughs> "Living on a Prayer." Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. And, and the other one, Shot Through the Heart or whatever that one is called. Oh that my is, God, stop that putting is very these bad well songs loved. in my head. They... Shot through the heart. Na, 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 and you're playing a bad name. White just... people really love that. They love their mm-hmm. Bon Jovi. And then mm-hmm. what's the other one that they always close parties out with? Sweet Caroline. By oh, Neil I Diamond. can't stand it. I can't. I don't do mind it. that song though. I'll take that song over cool. Eminem. At this okay. point, I just leave the room. It's at it's at the end of go. weddings. It's at the end of all these parties yeah. where this majority white folks. Look, I do you boo. Mm-hmm. I cannot be around for this disgraceful We're just music. Culturally just not there. It's so weird, right? Like it's funny how like. I really, that Sweet Caroline thing was just, I, I didn't even song. know the song. I didn't know it until I was exposed to like a large group of white people. And I was like, huh? how come they all know the words to this song? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I yeah. swear, it just didn't it's, play around my it's people. It's not for me. It's not for me. And like no, I said be before, fair. anything Taylor Swift related, no. No, I'm I not doing that. I love that Taylor Swift, guys. No, I that love is Taylor a, Swift. That is a sin. That is an absolute sin. No, no, no. She's such I a don't good even writer. know her songs. No, no. Oh. no. I don't even know her shit. So. I have some. I have Neither. Some, I also I don't like. Favorites. It's just terrible. Oh my god, we're just mm. going downhill here. Go ahead, Nisha. What were you gonna say? I'm trying to think. Um, shows that I really hated. Like really, really hated. Um, what do you oh, mean TV shows please, or like? Please, we built this city on rock and roll. That is an eighty oh song God. I that's never want to hear ever again. Banned, banned, banned. I like and I don't like Disney shit. This year they <laughs> um, brought up Encanto. I was like, yo, when I hear the instrument, <gasps> like, are you kidding me? Encanto is amazing. You listened to it ninety times. Okay, don't, that's too much talk, for my brain. Don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> phenomenal songwriting right no, there. No, no. I can't. No, I cannot no. agree with this at all, by the way. That's because all. you're not subject to sitting in class. Like, you're all excited. You're sitting in class. You're waiting to hear their lyrics. And then you hear the beginning and you're like, this again? And luckily, I have a mask on, so they can't see my disgust. Like, uh, are, you sure? are you sure they can't see your disgust? Your eyes no, say it can. all. Your disgust no, I'm always comes like, in loud I'm always and like, I smile <laughs> so you can see through my eyes. But uh, no, I'm trying to think of a song that I hear and like, there's a lot of songs, but I just fast forward those songs. Like, I don't. Like I them. also, I personally, I can understand and I can appreciate, but when Adele comes on, I have to turn off, turn ah, off the radio. She's sad a lot, guy. It's not the sadness. I, it's too adult contemporary. I think yeah. at some point, like, the shit is just too... She's I don't even know what to call it. It's just extra <laughs> adult contemporary. And I'm an adult. I'm There's a few it. songs that, I can, that I'm good with. Rolling I in like the Deep them. and some of the stuff from the yeah. first album. This latest album, there's more songs there that I enjoyed more than previous albums. 
But I agree with you. Uh, my husband likes to refer to Adele as this generation's Celine Dion. Oh That's my God. That's very true. That's very true. And you know, she was extra too. She's wholly adult contemporary. But I have a soft spot in my heart for Celine. I do. No. Nope. There are songs of hers that I could really vibe to and love. Nope. So. <laughs> early early in her career uh her first english album because what i used to go to french immersion and we used to have to sing her some of her french songs in music oh, class God. yeah so we we had to deal with that that was tolerable but on her first english album there was a couple of songs on there that i enjoyed but after that it got a it, it's just too adult contemporary for me and I, I really, yeah, she is a little extra. Um, not is. really my fave. And I know that's heresy, considering that I am from Quebec, her home province, um, her home nation. I know I'm not I'm not and drinking that Kool-Aid like everyone else has. <laughs> no. And the chocolate no. cake at Nichols goes hard. Yeah, the chocolate cake right. at Nichols is good, though. Come on, y'all. It goes hard. It goes hard. You cannot <laughs> oh, no. play. No, it's a lot of layers. Cake. It's I so don't like layers. Nichols food. That's why it shut down. I wasn't it shut down? Yeah, yeah, they're all closed. Yeah, they're, they're close. Yeah, it's a lot of times why. at Nichols. I'm sad about that. I'm All right, okay, okay. What are we going Hold back on. to? No, no, I like this. Let's stick with this. Is the there song? a fast food chain? No. Is there a fast food chain that you will avoid... With Arby's. All your life. Arby's. What? Mm -mm. What? Oh, fuck. First oh of all, I hate God. the fucking commercials. There she goes. Fuck, I've never, fuck, 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 never fuck, fuck, tried fuck, 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 Arby's fuck, 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 gross to me i'm not yeah, really a big yeah fan. Um, and the commercials i like roast beef too just not 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 arby's, not no. arby's. i'll okay. i mean i'm always looking for chick-fil-a that's the truth i'm always like searching for chick-fil-a support that homophobic uh organization I but i mean i feel you though they're they're chicken they're is good. good i also um, like wendy's but fuck arby's like i don't like arby's i I try to avoid all fast foods if I'm honest, but uh, if there's one that I'm like, nah, I really don't want to go to Arby's. Okay, what about and you, Mark? fucking Subway? Ew. Yeah, really? Subway is definitely oh. on the band list. I'm not hmm. rolling with Subway at all. It smells the Sorry, same. It's Subway. true. Every single Every, place yeah, around the world it's got weird. the same smell. Um, I smell. have been, I have weaned myself off of Tim Hortons. Uh, mm. probably for the last um, decade. I know a lot of people in Canada and northern USA consume Tim Hortons. They like it. <sighs> Honestly, it's the worst coffee I've ever tasted. It's bad. Yeah, it's not really good coffee cap. at all. The ice, the ice cap, cap is, is separate. That's a totally separate thing. Although I'll that's tolerate too over time. The, the quality of the coffee is terrible. You're better off going to McDonald's and drinking their coffee instead. I agree. I'm not a big fan of Tim Hortons coffee. And then if we want to talk um, like proper, proper fast food, I really do not like Burger King's burgers. I just think they're they're trash. 
I really I'll take them over Subways, though. I love a I love a Whopper, too. Their chicken sandwich? Chicken is garbage. What is that thing made of? It's awful. It's awful. You don't go to Burger King for a chicken, though. You go to, you know, Popeye's or whatever. You go to Burger King for a Whopper. For a Whopper. Burger King for a Whopper, maybe. But even then, like, I just, I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan. Okay. I don't think you guys have this chain out there, but have you heard of Jollibee's? No. Jollibee's, Jollibee's okay. is the Filipino uh, fast food spot. Yeah. So they Correct. opened a location. They have locations across Canada. I think the latest okay. one was, um, did they open? They opened uh, one or two in, in Toronto, I think, last year at some okay. point during the pandemic. And I believe there might be one coming to Montreal very soon. Oh, good. All right. Okay. So let me tell you guys. Okay. I really wanted to like this place. And when I tell oh, you, I no. really like it. Yeah, was I heard they have the best up. chicken too, fried chicken. There was one no? that opened up in Midtown and I was really excited. It was Kiana used to have ballet classes over there and I was like, let's just go try it. This may have been five years ago and I'm still mad. How do you like oh, that? No. I am still mad. That <laughs> food was hot garbage. And the reason why I bring it up now is because one of my friends went there the other day and he posted it on his timeline. And I said, yo, be honest with me. What did you think? And he was just like, yo, I should have thrown the whole thing in the trash. And I was just like, oh, my God. Exactly. Stay the fuck away. That shit is not good. I really wanted it to be good, but it was horrendous. Horrendous. What was was the problem? It was just garbage. I I have no words, Mar. It just tasted like trash. It was bad. It was really bad. Exactly. Exactly. It was caca. bad, bro. <laughs> ah, caca. We no. could do a whole show on restaurant reviews, caca. Yeah, we could. I mean, and we could have like a, a dumpster sound. All right, so look, I want to, I want to, I want to keep it moving because I'm really curious. I want to know if there's a person that you guys have come across in life that you're like, yo, this was the worst person in the world. Do you have Wait, a no, Hold on a second. Do you like? A celebrity or like Not someone both. I know? Someone you know that you could be like, yo, this person is legitimately the worst person. Like, do you have one person? That's hard for me because of my ethical compass. But really? You just shat on like, you just did the biggest shat on uh, on Mariah, Mariah Carey, Carey and so He's many other go. people. And now you're holding back? Are you for real? Yeah, because <laughs> everybody had, listen, I don't like Mariah Carey's music. Okay. I don't know what she's like as a human. I don't like her shit, her music but or Eminem. But you canceled her entirely. I and- canceled her. And, oh, he been canceled. <laughs> okay. Ooh, when I see okay. him, I fast forward. Um, All right. A human being that I'm like. Mar, do I'm you have one? I don't know. Do I Guys, let me start. Let me nah, start. You're ready. Let you're ready. Start. So let go. Me start. I have many, but I'm going to go ahead <laughs> and reel it back. And I'm going to start with my childhood. I had, she doesn't listen to this show, so fuck it. There was this bitch called Eve. She's probably on my Facebook somewhere, but hopefully whatever. <laughs> whatever. Fuck it. Bring it, Eve. Bring it. We should have done this years ago. Anyway. Oh, my God. This Here little bitch, first of all, she was tinier than me. Tinier. She. Can you imagine? I'm a small person, guys. And as a child, I was even smaller. 
this little bitch, fucking tiny little blonde girl from, I don't know, England, Scotland, I don't remember. I went to school with her in Dubai, and she was the biggest bully ever. She used to bully me and my friend. And my girl, my friend used to be like towering over her. But the things she did and the things she said, she was mean. She would talk about, you know, like, you know, we were we were young. We were kids, you know, like she would say that we had mustaches or hairy oh. legs. You know what I'm talking about? You know, the mean kid. That was the mean girl. But here, Terrible. here's my experience. Here's my experience. So Eve made me keep fish guts in my backpack for about a week because we were dissecting fish <laughs> both your faces i wish i could take a picture of this we were dissecting fish in school and we you know we would keep them in those what are those little plastic containers called those little lab plastic whatever but we were like you know looking under oh, the, the slides the slides yeah, that yeah. Are going under they're the like, microscope yeah yeah but they're like the and so she said to me she put it in my backpack and I was like, what the fuck? And I wanted to take it out. And she said to me, if you take it out, I'm going to kill your family. Hold on. Now listen, I know it didn't make any sense for me to be afraid of that, but I was really afraid of that. Like, this is one of those things that really fucked with me. Like, yo. And and she told me she had magic powers and she could do it. So Mm -hmm. my aunt was living with us at the time and my backpack was smelly girls. My backpack Mm -hmm. was stinking. And she said to me, what, the f- what is this? And she pulled out the thing. <laughs> and my aunt was like. Fish guts. And I told her, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to kill all of you. You take it out. Of my-. And she was just like, what, bitch? No, you better <laughs> go up in there and tell her about yourself and, t- and tell her about herself and tell her that if you if she doesn't back up off of you, that I'm going to come in there and whoop her ass. And I was just like okay so i went i told her i mean she got off of me but i'm just saying yo like she tormented me as a kid and my friends and by the way she wasn't even like the popular girl or nothing she was just evil and her evil. name right 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 Eve. so she was terrible ter- terrible person terrible terrible person she there was probably go. bullied herself. shame on you eve shame on you terrible oh my god i hope you've Childhood. had like three divorces and god knows what other terrible <laughs> life experiences <laughs> oh yeah oh, awesome. who does that who actually does that? you know there is somebody that i is on the border of detest yeah do I wish bad I mean, you don't have happen? to name names, but you oh, could I don't just give tell a us fuck. about them. That was the See? devil incarnate. There you place. go. That's what I'm talking My about. My friend <laughs> was married to the fucking devil. Like, you ever watch those shows, like, the devil lives here. Sleeping with the devil. This is the one you life. told us about whose husband was uh, unfaithful and you went down and helped her move. Yeah, he's you a fuck. told us about him. I don't like that guy. Like, I've never liked him from the jump. And when I first met him, he's a definition of a narcissist. And I didn't know what that was when I was young. Well, I've met two narcissists. But uh, I remember introducing them. Yeah, I know. And I remember meeting him. And, like, he would do some fucked up shit to her. Like, we go to the club. We'd see him flirting with girls. We would tell her. And he would slowly isolate her from us. Uh-huh. Um, he was uh-uh. cheating on her. And then 
he came she came in to get her stuff and he was watching the god channel promising to change you put god in your shit you fucking devil um <laughs> like i don't like him i remember us talking the girls and i saying if we see him we would like magically run him down with the car oh, because easy. yeah oh, we didn't oh, like him oh, because oh. what he did was like <sighs> there was a incident where there was a robbery in their house but it wasn't a robbery he had given the keys to his mistress and the mistress was wearing oh, the keys. No! Oh, my goodness. He, yeah and then he like he changed the locks on her ah he's a fucking devil and the thing is my friend is such a good human because she totally forgives him me mm, never but you That's know forgiveness Forgiveness is one of those things that is for yourself. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's one of the things that I learned. It's not for the other person. It's nah, for you. One of the things, it's for your own peace. It's for your own, um, you know, ability to move forward. And that's one thing yeah. that I've definitely gotten about forgiveness is that I have forgiven a lot of people who've done some fucked up shit to me. And I feel better about now am i going to let those people back in my lives am i going to nah, be like no. at one you don't and have let to my have a down? relationship no. with them exactly but nah. it's in the past it's gone it's done and it's forgiven you know what she has to forgive him i just have to hate him like, that's fair that's how i yeah. because i'll never forget the day when she decided to marry him i was never on board it was a lesson between being a friend and trusting your gut like right. I was in that wedding and I'll never forget this. I went to God and I was like, look, I know I'm a bridesmaid and I know I'm supposed to witness this marriage, but just know I want to be absolved from this responsibility. <laughs> I was having this full conversation with God. I want to be absolved because I object. <laughs> like, and I just remember saying to myself, like, and when it all fell apart, I know that she thought I was going to be an asshole and say, I told you so. And I wasn't, I, that wasn't yeah. my intention. I just was like, you're such a fuck twat. Like, oh God, to this day, whenever someone brings up this person's name, I'm like the devil. To me, that was the devil. Like anybody who can hurt another person like that, like you can break up, you can cheat, but handle your shit classy, yo. Like you don't want to be with somebody, be man enough to say, Yo, this is not working out. You change the keys and let your side bitch wear my friend's shit. Are you fucking oh, crazy? God. That's let me tell so you though. Gross. It's not it's even grimy. about But it's not those people is not even about them not wanting to be in the relationship. It's that they're so selfish and inconsiderate and fucking narcissistic like you said that they don't even consider anybody else's feelings in those situations. It's all about them. It's all about Stroking their Ugh. ego and having multiple people. Like, it's just fucking fucked up. I hate it. Is. It's so, like, I'll never Fuck forget him. that. I'm, I was like, oh, like the things that, like, <laughs> locking her out the house. Oh, that's, that's one evil, thing. Like, that's it is. And when I, like, file. I mean, I, I'm very, you know what, though? I will tell you, because of that fuck twat or the devil. I learned never to back off of my instincts. Yeah, because you know when your friend and your friend is dating someone, and you're like, oh, the whatever. energy is all off. Yep, no, I feel you. but I trust I my instincts that. so much now. I actually recently did. If anyone's interested, it's called myhumandesign.com about how like 
it takes into account a number of ways of um, like astrology, Vedic, Chinese, all these things. And it gives you your how your energy flows in your body. And my decisions are made splenically, meaning from the what gut, is, like my instinct. What is that again? What is MyHumanDesign.com. Okay. And you put in your birth date and it uses a number of ancient astrology. But it's so on point because it says like, the way I make my decisions, the way I do things is from my gut. And this mm -hmm. was screaming to me. And that was the day I realized that my gut would never steer me wrong, ever. Mm. And I've never um, went against my gut. Never, wow. ever gone against my gut. Because you can feel people's energy. Like, oh. And when the energy is off, I don't care what voodoo you put on what sage voodoo it's not nah, mm -mm. and i can see those people coming so and mm -mm. this is why i do an annual purge and <laughs> i take a long time to get to know people because if i feel the energy is off right away i'm withdrawing and i'm holding back i sorry it's gonna Go take away. me a while before i trust um oz your story triggered me it made me oh. remember that i had a bully a racist bully who had been trailing me, not really trailing me, but had been with me through my elementary, middle school, and early high school years. So um, it started off on the playground. He picked up a grapevine, threw it at me, called what? me the N-word. Yeah, it was pretty no. nasty. Oh, yeah. Lord. And then I later on, I had a crush on a guy in school and that guy ended up being friends with this bully, Everett. Everett, you're a Everett piece was of the shit. bully? Or Everett was is the, the bully. Everett is the bully. Fuck he was you, the Everett. bully. You see, listen, guys, Eve, Everett, do you, do you see the connection? Evil. Oh my God. Evil. <laughs> so uh, one day, the guy that I had a crush on came to me and he was like, oh, I was talking with Everett. And he was like, he's saying something about you. I was like, what was he saying? And he said, um, oh, you know, that Miranda, she's real pretty. She's a real winner. You know, really sarcastic comments like that. And Asshole. I just thought, uh, my heart That's was crushed. Crazy, First of all, you said this in front of the guy that I was, like, madly in love with in yeah. high school. And oh, then for him to be, joke like, laughing at that and joking around about it. And I just thought, you know what? <laughs> all of you are trash. All of you are trash. You found that funny? You're trash, too. You got stuck. Yeah. It reminds me of a, a line in the show I've been watching. I just finished been watching it called The Summer I Turned Pretty. And mm -hmm. there's a line where she says, and this is how crushes die. And that's exactly what happened, yeah. right? That's pretty this much is how it. crushes yeah. die. That's pretty much yeah. it. If you can't defend me, and I was good friends with this person with I it. thought I was. If you can't defend me to this idiot who you've just met, and who you know has been like the source of irritation in my life since like grade grade one. That just tells me you probably are no longer going to be in my good books. So we we mm. gotta we gotta wrap it up. I'm you sorry, got purge, bro. bitch. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, I, I'm seeing the early beginnings of the purging and when it first took place. I see now. Oh God, the origin <laughs> story. <laughs> the origin it story. All the way back then. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have to say before we go, big shout out to our listeners. I met one of our listeners last week and they were Did you know them like, before? Oh, how do you like the show? 
I knew them before, but I didn't know they listened. <laughs> and uh, I was a bit like, oh, so how do you like the show? I was a bit like, yeah, you know. And she she said, actually, I feel like I'm just listening to your guys' conversation and y'all are just shooting the shit. And you can tell that you've been friends for a very long time. So she said, it's just a, it's a nice, easy listening. It's funny. And uh, yeah, she said like she felt like she was in a girlfriend's conversation. <laughs> so yeah. shout out to you doing good That's work the in the community. That's the common compliment that we get. It's a common mm-hmm. compliment we get. Everyone knows they feel the vibes, they feel the chemistry, they like it, they feel like they're in on a conversation. It's all good. Shout out like to all it. the listeners out there. We appreciate it, especially Absolutely. in the UK. We've noticed there's been a lot of UK listeners tuning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, you're all enjoying the uh, Married at First Sight interview with uh, Charlene Douglas, one of our faves here episode. on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we appreciate the love. Yeah, we do. And we, you, we're going to keep trying to keep it messy over here for you guys and talking our shit with absolutely no regard for the consequences that it could have on any of our lives. Um, but stick with us, you know? Stick through it. If everything else fails, at least we'll have this podcast, right? Right. Keeping it yeah. messy. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. 24, 365. Anyways, guys, I really enjoyed hearing about your worst. And I feel like we could go on forever and ever. Once it ignited, right, all the memories started sparking and all the horrible experiences that you guys had started flowing. (laughs) Thank you for taking me back to my bullying (laughs) trauma. I appreciate that. Now it's time to book uh, appointments with our therapist. Right. Sometimes you just need to okay. We got to also keep it real that, you know, the world is not just flowers and, you know, daisies and rainbows and fucking unicorns, right? Like, we got the Eves and Everett's of this world to deal with as well. Aye, aye, aye. And the devils. Fucking, yes. and Panic at the Disco. And Maroon Eves and Anyway. I'm Mariah and fuck Eminem. Listen, no, I don't agree you with leave that. leave Mariah alone. <laughs> fuck Eminem. Fuck Mariah. All right. Okay. Well, anyway, this has been fun. As usual, ladies, I love you. Love you all. I love you too, girl. And we love the listeners. So please share the podcast. Let us know. Give us some feedback. Rate the podcast on Apple Music, on Spotify. We love to hear from you. Please throw a few comments on our IG. Even if it's a bunch of randoms that are criticizing us for putting up Jim Jones's picture. Whatever. We don't care. (laughs) Bring on the engagement. Bring on the engagement. Uh, what do people want for goodness sakes stay tuned next time for more messy truths guys thank you for listening and we'll be back soon peace peace